Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Positive Pessimist Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaither. I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you guys have been enjoying the uh, podcasts I've been putting up. I've been doing... Uh, we've done two so far, myself and Mike Baldwin, very funny comedian. And I'm not sure where I realized that he and I thought uh, very similarly. Is that a word? Similarly? Anyway, we think alike about... <laughs> Uh, don't get fancy, Gaither. Just freaking talk. Um, <laughs> we think a lot alike about a lot of things going on in the world right now. Um, and, and I think I would like to get a little deeper into the conspiracy side of it. And I'm using air quotes when I say that because I think the things going on in this world are so beyond simple politics that it almost annoys me when people think it is. You know, like when people think like, oh, this is how it goes, it's cyclical, and Democrats get in power, and then Republicans, and blah, 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 and that's how it works. I feel like what people don't understand, at least, I hesitate to say that, because I don't know for sure. You know, I have to be honest and fair and say that I don't know for sure that what I believe is true. Um, it's just that the more you look into certain things, the more it seems kind of silly that they would ever make up the Trump narrative, which is that the system is completely corrupt and the reason they want him out of there so bad is because he's exposing how deep and dark and wide the corruption goes. Speaking of all the three-letter agencies and our government and where all that money we send other countries actually goes. I think that's the main reason that they wanted to get rid of him. Not to mention, um, you know, it's just frustrating when, again, to reiterate, if you're just listening to this for the first time, I could not stand Donald Trump. I hated his guts. So I have to remember that when I get frustrated with people who don't know certain things about him. But now that it's been... You know, he was president for four years. Um, he's obviously not been the president for two years, but he's still been very vocal in uh, his beliefs and all of those things. And uh, first of all, if if Trump wasn't being honest about a lot of this stuff, what would be his motivation? To become the president again so he can work his ass off you know, the guy sleeps like four or five hours a night. And uh, I swear every time I start one of these, a fucking plane flies overhead. And the lights just went out. <laughs> Hang on one second. All right, I'm back. Um, so what would be Trump's motivation, you know, to work for the American people for free for another four years, which won't even happen for another two um, so what's his end game to do this into his early eighties, his golden years, you know, you start getting up around that age, nothing's guaranteed. Um, I think he's doing all these things, meaning staying in the spotlight and trying to expose all these things and how deep the corruption goes in. And because I believe he loves America. I've said this before, but I genuinely believe that, believe that the guy loves America and he might not have a traditional sense um, he might not do things in the traditional sense, 
as far as being like every other full of shit politician and making people feel warm and fuzzy while he stabs them in the back or whatever, uh, like most politicians do or never do anything, uh, is what most of them do. Um, but the, the things that he did that the media never shined a light on, if they did, I feel like it would be hard for people to be against him in the way that they are. And if they just reported the news, like, here's what Trump did, and it's all these great things, and yeah, he has a, a mannerism about him that, that turns people off, I get that. But if the news just reported all the wonderful things he did, I mean, here's a brief thing. No new wars, which is huge. Um, going a long way towards bringing peace to the Middle East. Whoever thought that sentence would be said. Um, made the country energy independent. Um, signed the First Step Act, which was very very beneficial to young black men especially, who had been locked up for bullshit, mainly pot or something. Um, made peace with Kim Jong-un. You know, everyone said he was going to start a nuclear war, at least the media did, and of course he didn't. Uh, the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. He created 6 million jobs. Um, only president, again, to work for free. I don't know if I mentioned that a minute ago before my lights went out. But the guy worked for four years for, for nothing, and he lost billions of dollars, reportedly, by not being able to pay as much attention to his other businesses of which he has many. Um, he signed an executive order to clean up the oceans. Did you hear that on the news? Of course not. He made animal abuse like a, like a felony. Um, more than 4 million people got off food stamps under Trump. Uh, he openly attacked Big Pharma, created the biggest tax cuts ever for all social classes, uh, only president to work for free. I think I already said that, obviously. I, I know I did. Um, I mean, th th and this is just a tiny portion of the list of things that guy did. He worked his ass off. He's a workaholic. Um, so that's all Mike Baldwin and I are trying to talk about is, you know, why is the media so corrupt? And why are they so one-sided? Well, you start finding out that they're, uh, the media is owned by like four different corporations and they control everything so when people are like well how would they control all the media you know that's a lot of there's a lot of media out there yeah but they're all owned by the same people you know um so then you start looking into pizzagate and there's a documentary called fall of cabal that i i hope you guys will all check out you'd have to go to bitshoot.com to find it anymore b-i-t-c-h-u-t-e.com and I admit that in the last couple of episodes, she gets a little out there with some of her uh, theories about things. And she admits, you know, like, these are just my theories about... And and I, I understand why some people would think those theories are crazy. But the documentary is worth watching. And it'll bother you in some parts to learn about some of these things. But when you realize how connected these people are... And again, if you're not familiar with Pizzagate, it's the... I, I, I absolutely hate the word conspiracy anymore because it's just it, it just reeks of oh this is bullshit it's just something crazy people thought of or because it's not true you look into the allegations of Pizzagate and the people involved in it and see 
how they're all connected, literally all of them, like people in the media, Anderson Cooper and uh, Hillary, the Clintons, who they have been uh, involved with. Bill Clinton has a faith healer that was convicted of like pedophilia and what they did with Laura Gaylor Silsby trying, you know, getting her a slap on the wrist for what she did to those Haitian orphans. Um, at Marina Abramovich and uh, James Alephantis, the guy who ran the Comet Ping Pong pizza place where all this uh, started from. And she says that he's a full-on Rothschild. And she brings up all these names um, that you can research, all these people who have been victims of uh, child sex, sexual abuse and not just abuse but satanic rituals and it, it gets pretty gross and evil and it, it all starts to make sense as to why they would go to the links that they have to make him into the devil and again what would be his motivation to be in your early 80s and be getting shit on by half the country and what to you know I hear people say things like, oh, he's just hooking up his friends and he's to make more money. And the guy has billions of dollars. He's married to a supermodel. He has a beautiful family. I heard someone say that um, they're like, well, and the fact people are just so ignorant about things. This girl was like, well, didn't he have nuclear codes and he was going to sell them to another country? Like, what would he possibly get out of selling the nuclear codes to another country? Do you think he wants his grandchildren blown off the planet? Do you think he wants to live in a bunker the rest of his life or underground or, you know? Uh, I don't know. It... So Mike and I are trying to talk about that stuff. And uh, the more people I talk to, the more people I realize are waking up to a lot of this stuff. And you guys know how I feel about 9-11. You know, I haven't been shy about that and I probably talk about it too much. But it just absolutely blows my mind that people are so ignorant, for lack of a better way to say it, about the things that happened that day. And, you know, I learn more about it all the time, or things that I had forgotten. You know, like it was like over 400 days before they actually dug in to the investigation of 9-11. They hauled away all the evidence, sent it to China for whatever reason. Um, George Bush and Dick Cheney would not go under oath to testify. They wouldn't testify in front of anyone. They, I forget where they had them testify, but it was like, why wouldn't you go under oath? If, you're, if you have nothing to hide, then why wouldn't you go under oath? They spent like $15 million investigating 9-11, and they spent like $40 million on the blowjob that Clinton got from Monica Lewinsky. And why didn't they start the investigation for... That's well over a year before they started that investigation. Um... And I just ordered two books about the Bush crime family. And that's the thing, you know, like, I I hesitate to bring up 9-11 sometimes, not because I don't believe what I'm saying is true, but because I understand how 
rightfully so, it is upsetting to people who have lost people in the military or have sent them off loved ones to uh, these wars in the Middle East and they didn't come back the same, PTSD, or lost limbs, or developed drinking problems when they came back because of all the things they had seen. Um, And I apologize that my hot water heater kicked on. I I knew it would because I'm starting a podcast. So that's, (laughs) that's what always happens. But I don't know if you guys can hear that. I'm sorry about it, but I can't do shit about it. Um... So, you know, I, I, I want to talk to more people about all of these things. You know, I want to use this Rockfin platform because they don't censor anything. I want to use it to bring in people who know more about 9-11 than I do. And there's a website called AE 9-11 for Truth. There's a Pilots for Truth. I believe it's .org. And uh, there's a... YouTube page dedicated to it, and it's all these architects and engineers and pilots who say that the official story is absolutely insane, crazy, no freaking way it went down that way. And I don't mean to sound so obsessed about this topic, it's just that when you listen to these people and then you start watching the buildings fall and the the manner in which they fell, it just becomes impossible to believe the official story. And when you think about all the things that have occurred since 9-11 because of 9-11, and then you start learning about history. You know, like they right now, you guys saw, I don't know if you saw the Biden speech, um, but he blamed everything on MAGA supporters and Trump supporters and whatever. And... Uh, if you start looking into history, that's the they've been doing this kind of shit forever. As far as like Hitler burned down one of his own capital buildings and he blamed it on the communists. They've been doing these kind of things to blame it on other people to get the support of the people forever. And I don't think it's working now in America because most people have woken I shouldn't say most. I have no idea the percentage of people who are awake or not. Um, I'm, uh, I'm never, uh, I don't know how I was, what I was trying to say there. Sorry guys. Um, I'm never surprised, I guess, anymore at the things that come out of people's mouths. And sometimes I'll feel like people are waking up and then I do a comedy show and make a joke about something. And it's like no one in the room has any idea what I'm talking about. And that's a little disappointing to me. I think there are still so many people who watch the news and trust it, and I get it, but like I said in my last solo podcast, don't watch those fuckers. <laughs> they are filthy, dirty, corrupt, and maybe not the people themselves, but they're just doing their jobs. They're just doing what they're told. You know, it all trickles down from the top. Um, so what else did I want to talk to you guys about? Um... I wasn't super prepared for this. I just have uh, I just have so many things, so many questions about so many things going on in our world right now. And I've said from the beginning that if a country wanted to beat America in a straight-up war, that is not going to happen. No country could beat us in a straight-up war. Our military is too great. But they could beat us by infiltrating us from within. And... You know, you start looking at what China did to their own people, and 
you know, there's an executive order, I believe it's 14067 that Biden signed back in March. And there's been so there's there's so much stuff that goes on and so many um, things to talk about concerning all this stuff that it, it gets overwhelming. And sometimes sometimes I think major things get overlooked. Um, but apparently part of this executive order, and that's another thing, people don't have time to, to read these things. They're, they're always long as shit, and they're usually pretty dry. But the gist of it is it's not going to be good for uh, Americans, and it's not going to be good for um, our privacy. And uh, I just think, I just think Joe Biden is the absolute scum of the earth. And I also feel like they're desperate to give the speech that they gave, that he gave uh, last week. To me, just proves their def- desperation. It was even, there was even a story on, mainstream, on uh, mainstream media, MSNBC or something, and I try not to watch that shit, but I did watch a clip of something on YouTube, and they were talking about how... Uh, Trump's the one that's uh, panicking because he's going to get indicted or whatever. And uh, I don't think he's going to get indicted. And if he does, I think he wants that because it'll, it'll bring a lot of attention to uh, to the truth. So I do believe there's a deep state. I do believe that it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Pizzagate and those things are real. And again, because when they bust these sex trafficking rings, it's not just your garden variety pervert. You know, they find lawyers and nurses and doctors and cops and clergymen and teachers. And there's a lot of people who are um, sexually aberrant individuals. And uh, it is a lot bigger problem in this country than people want to admit. And another thing that, that... was high on Trump's priorities when he was president was stopping child sex trafficking, which is part of the reason he wanted that wall. Like 97% or some shit of the children trafficked come through the southern border. And fentanyl, which is killing 300 people a day, that's all largely due to the problem at the border. And right now, illegal immigrants are just flooding this country. And it was the narrative from the start that Trump was this racist and didn't want him in here. But I've seen interviews with him where he's like, I want them here. I just want them to be here legally. And Obama and both Clintons, when they were senators, they both wanted walls. Joe Biden just is building a $500,000 wall around his home right now in Delaware. And these Democrats have no problem with their Secret Service members having guns to protect them, but they don't want average law-abiding citizens to have theirs when that's been the Second Amendment forever. Um, Obviously, and it says it shall not be infringed upon. So everything they try to do to get rid of guns in this country, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, New York has signed these red flag laws and that kind of thing, which makes it a lot harder to get a gun, and they look into your background, and guess what? If you're like a Trump supporter or something, they're not going to give you a gun. They'll, they'll, they'll come up with some bullshit reason. But eventually, all that stuff is going to get overturned because it's all unconstitutional. I don't understand the logic of people who think criminals, if gun laws are passed are going to come give up their guns. You think gang members 
and shit like that, and people who are, have illegal weapons are going to turn them in because it's against the law? If, if, if you're a murderer or a thief or a rapist, you don't give two shits about the law, you know? It's just all so absurd to me. And I would love it to not be left versus right and gay versus straight and all this shit and all the ways they've divided us. If we're unified, the deep state, and I, I believe in them more every day, can't do shit to us if we're all divided. So they've divided us into uh, 10 or 12, 15 different ways. You know, I, if, if you're a transgender person or you feel like you're trapped in the wrong body, um, I have all the empathy and sympathy for you in the world. I, I think that would, would be horrible to, to feel that way. But I'm not going to speak in gender pronouns and all that bullshit. You know, the, the only way to eradicate or curb bigotry and racism and all those things in this world is to raise your kids in a way that they see you being nice to everyone and treating everyone the same and not bending over backwards for someone because they're a minority or they're this or that. You just treat everyone the same. And, and your kids see that and then they treat everyone the same. And you be respectful of everyone, you know, and be nice to them. <laughs> it sounds so cliche and easy and stupid or whatever. And, and now that water heater is just going to be doing some, sounds like, sounds like I have a leak in my fucking garage. It's so annoying. <laughs> um... I've kind of rambled, you know, I haven't been staying on, on uh, any specific topic. Um, and I'm sure there's lots of thoughts that I had that I didn't finish. Um, but this doesn't have to be the last podcast that I do. And my boy's cartoon is probably over and I need to get in there and uh, help get him down, get him, get him his bath and uh, sing him a few songs and have him conk out. We've taken away his nap and... Uh, he sleeps so much easier at night. He gets to sleep so much earlier and goes right to sleep where he used to fight it for a long time. It's kind of nice. So maybe I should have waited until I was done. Um, but I just, sometimes it, this is kind of therapeutic for me to just get out some of the thoughts that I have and and try to get people to, to come together. You know, because if it is true that they're, that sex trafficking and human trafficking is this giant business. Um, couldn't we all get on on board together for that? To, to stop that shit? Because I'm telling you, if you watch this documentary and you do research on it, which is another thing, I get that people don't have time to research these things. I barely have time for it, and I don't have the traditional job. But life is full of things to do. And I understand why people don't want to research this th- this stuff, which is also what the news knows and the people behind all this shit. They know that you have children and jobs and hobbies and you know, people don't want to admit that this stuff might be real, but I'm telling you, I believe more all the time that it is real and I'm kind of ashamed of myself that I took such a long break from all this stuff. 
because um, not to sound like a jackass, but a lot of the things that I was saying have come true. I made this video one time. I got so fired up, and uh, it's one of those things that probably would have been viral because it was just so, like, from my heart, and I was so pissed off about how people are just so stubborn, you know? Anyway, that's not what the video was about, and I never shared it. Um, I guess I was a little bit embarrassed because I showed so much emotion in it. I didn't start crying or anything, but I just got really pissed off. Um, but a lot of the things I was saying in that video have come true about if we elect Joe Biden, this is going to happen. And so much of it has. And I'm not Nostradamus, and it's easy for me to say I predicted all these things that came true, and I just never proved it to you or whatever. Um, but I'm a little ashamed of myself, and we should all start speaking up more. We should all start speaking up more and, uh, and try to come together and try to start listening to each other. Anyway, I've got some great wrestling podcasts coming up. Um, I'm not going to record any this next week or two, maybe, because I've got three waiting in the wings. One of them is uh, the one that will be up this Wednesday is um, Wade Chalice, one of the greatest U.S. wrestlers of all time, the most prolific pinner ever. Um, if you're into wrestling, or even if you're not into wrestling, you should hear some of the stuff this guy did. Just amazing. Um, I recorded one with a guy named Scott Turkle, who is my buddy uh, Brian's neighbor in Sacramento, and he was really good in junior college, and he's just a huge fan. And and we we had a he also wrestled for Maryland D1 and got third in JUCO nationals, and um, was around in the Gable era. And we had a really good conversation. He's not famous or anything, but I don't always do famous wrestlers. You know, sometimes it's somebody that I just want to know their story. I know that all wrestlers have great stories. I also recorded one with Joel Sherritt, a three-time NCAA finalist and national champion from the University of Iowa. He's coached by Gable. So in the next three weeks, it's going to be those guys. And I've got some other ones lined up that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and Mike, are gonna, Mike and I are going to start... Uh, continue rather doing our podcast once a week we still haven't come up with a good name for it um but i would like to get to a point where i do a podcast i put one out every single day you know maybe a solo one and uh one with mike and uh somebody i find very interesting speaking of that fall of cabal uh there's a guy named john widger i believe i'm saying his name right um who w-i-d-g-e-r who was a cop in the UK, and he was in the pedophile unit, and I'm trying to get him on my podcast because he couldn't say a lot of the things that he wanted to say and talk about until he um, quit his job, or I don't know how, retired, whatever. Um, but he, he corroborates a lot of these things that there are people in very high places in our government who, or excuse me, in our world, not just the government, who are pedophiles and much, much grosser than, than that. Um, not that I want to minimize pedophilia, but things much grosser than that, like ritualistic murders and that kind of shit. Um, so anyway, I'm going to listen to this podcast after I'm done and hopefully it made sense to you. I know it's kind of all, kind of all over the place. 
Um, but I hope you guys will keep listening, and I'm going to have some interesting guests, and uh, keep doing the wrestling podcast, and keep throwing my own thoughts out there, and uh, you know, if you know anyone who has like a motivational story, it could be any kind of motivational story, I would love to talk to those people. Um, I would like to talk more about God. You know, I, I think praying is so powerful. It's so powerful. It helps me so much. Sometimes I'll feel depressed or anxious or lost or whatever, and I'll just pray about it. And before I know it, good things are happening, or God's given me an answer to something that that that's just amazing. And we're trying to go. We're trying to go to a new church, and uh, I'll end end on this. Um, the new pastor, new to me, was talking about yesterday about how um, he had a brother that got murdered in 1982, I believe. And after he became a pastor and all that, his mother and himself flew this guy out here to California and, and brought him to church, and they forgave him publicly, and I can't imagine having the strength to do that. I am always been, I've always been amazed by people who can do that. And the mother forgave this guy, and the guy stayed in town for a few days, and the pastor took him to dinner. In the first 30 minutes or so, he said he couldn't even hear him. This guy was just talking to him, but he wasn't really, he couldn't really hear him. He had so much, it was like his inner voice was screaming at him, his flesh, he called it. Because the fleshly part of us is, you know, we're, we're all just glorified monkeys. But the, the flesh was just screaming, what are you doing? You didn't have to bring this guy to dinner, and you're buying him dinner, and fly him across the country, and you could have just forgave him on Facebook and all that. And he said that went on for about a half an hour. And that till the spiritual side of him, I like to believe Jesus, um, talked to him and was like, uh, the spiritual side of him came over him and was like, you have to do this. This is the most like Jesus that you could possibly be as far as learning to forgive. And, you know, I'm not necessarily a religious person. I couldn't tell you everything in the Bible. Um... I don't understand a lot of the Bible. I have questions of my own, but I definitely believe in God, and I personally believe in Jesus Christ. And if you start trying your best to live your life like He did in, in, in forgiveness and in the moment and without fear and loving your fellow man as best as you can. Like, I have friends that I struggled with for a long time forgiving that have abandoned me during all this and friends that I never thought I would lose ever. And I genuinely, I can honestly genuinely tell you that now I don't have any animosity for them in my heart. I pray for them all the time. I hope good things happen for them, whether we're ever friends again. And there were times where I would work out and I've got this um, punching bag. He looks like a dude. And I would beat the crap out of that thing, and sometimes I would fantasize about it being them. You know, just this hateful anger, you know. And I don't do that anymore. I, I 
don't even allow myself to get mad at them anymore. I, I've truly forgiven them. And that wouldn't be possible without praying and Jesus. And, and it, it's just, it, I understand why people get so overzealous about it because talking to God is so powerful. You know, I don't believe this is all just a big accident. And I don't pretend to know why bad things happen to people. And sometimes I struggle with why God didn't stop certain things and blah, blah, blah. But my, my point is, um, I just want this country and this world to love each other. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I've said this before, but every bad thing that happens in this world is orchestrated, instigated, and funded by people who benefit greatly from it while the rest of us suffer. I genuinely believe that, especially the more you look into things, you know, and, and we don't want to believe that certain things are possible because we know that we could never do those things. We could never bring down the towers to kill 3,000 innocent people to get public sentiment to invade these uh, Middle Eastern countries, and a lot of people got rich on that day, and and people in these kind of positions in the world, oftentimes power corrupts, man. And I think it may go much deeper and darker than that. You know, satanic pedophilia and all these things that we don't believe could happen if you start looking at things. It can happen, and it does happen, I believe. And I think that if if someone was in a position of power and they were on the brink of getting exposed, I think there's no length they wouldn't go to in order to make it so we never find out about it. Which I think is what is occurring with all the batshit crazy things going on in this world. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think that there's going to be a major scare event. And I, it, that's not just me come up coming up with that. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of people who think the way I do and, and looked at things and learned about crisis actors and false flags and all that stuff that people think are conspiracies, and it ain't beyond the realm of possibility, guys. Pizzagate, and just check out Follow Cabal. Let me know what you think. Um, it's like a three-hour documentary, but it, she does it in parts, and it goes really fast because it's really fascinating. All the people who are connected to people, that after a while, it becomes impossible to, to think it's all a coincidence. Anyway, um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, you won't be able to much longer. I'm going to put everything I do on Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. So go over there and follow me, rockfin.com slash Tim Gaither, R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash Tim Gaither. Follow me there. Um, eventually, I'm going to make it where you have to subscribe. So it's $9.99 a month to get the bulk of what I say. And it's you can cancel any time, but if you have... If you subscribe to me, you have access to anything anyone on Rockfin does. So you might as well subscribe to me and help me and my family. Because um, if I don't get to a point where I have a bigger audience, I don't think I want to do comedy anymore. Anyway, that's another topic. That's another podcast. I shouldn't have even said that. Because um, I also don't know if it's true. I don't know if I'm just talking out of my ass. Because I love stand-up when it's the way it's supposed to be. But people are so brainwashed anymore. It's it's not like it used to be. It's not near as much fun. And I never cared about having a huge audience, which is part of the 
probably a big reason why I don't. <laughs> um, you know, anyway, I've rambled too long. I appreciate all you guys. Go to Making It Happen, M-A-C-A-N, ithappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. Continue to listen to Mike and I. Share the podcast. Um, you know, we put them on Facebook and other places and big tech corporations like Facebook and all these Google and all them, YouTube, they don't, they do their best to, uh, to censor all this stuff. You know, I put up, a po- up, up any, anyway, it's another podcast. I appreciate all you guys. God bless all of you. Thanks so much for tuning in and take care. Bye. Oh, also before I wrap this up, I'm also going to be, my dates will be scrolling across the bottom of this. Um, no, they won't actually. October, excuse me, September 28th through the 1st, I'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas at the Looney Bin. October 6th through 8th, I'll be in Wichita at the Looney Bin. October 20th through the 22nd, I will be at the Comedy Club of Kansas City. October 26th through 29th, I will be in Tulsa at the little at the Looney Bin there. Um, so yeah, come check me out. I promise I'm a lot funnier than I am on these podcasts. <laughs> but uh, God bless all of you. Thanks for listening and take care. Bye.